everyone, it's Jacqueline Kramaski with the Herd Book Ag Media here to give you your moving iron ag news update for this final week in July. Here on Capitol Hill this week, politics are uh, still struggling in regards to the U.S. labor shortage, especially in regards to agriculture. As you may know, the H-2A guest worker program is currently uh, structured for seasonal health, and some people are pointing this as to being an issue. For an example, Senator Chuck Grassley in Iowa said, quote, employers in Iowa, animal agriculture, agricultural processing, this is not a seasonal business. And that's what H-2A program, the H-2A program is for, is for seasonal workers, unquote. Today, an estimated 2.5 million farm workers, uh, many of them who are undocumented, are working in the U.S. The House recently passed the Farm Workforce Modernization Act of 2021, which is said to provide um, amnesty without addressing the necessary core labor issues. Republicans really aren't uh, on, par with, on, on board with the bill, and they will not approve it until the Demo Democrats prove that they can better secure the border. And additionally, Senator Grassley noted that this bill still fails to address many of the pitfalls of H-2A, so kind of being a temporary solution, not a long-term resolution to the problem. Right now, the debate is still ongoing for how to structure a bill that would more adequately address all worker legalization issues here in the U.S. for the long term to hopefully solve the agricultural labor issue. Continuing our ongoing trend with abnormal weather patterns around the globe this year, Brazil has recently jumped on board, particularly in the nation's coffee belt region. On July 20th, there was an icy 29 degrees uh, Fahrenheit that was the coldest temperature the region has experienced since 1994. Right now, damage is still being assessed by farmers. However, it's indicating that it's not going to be a long-term outcome, with one estimate saying the damage was going to be as high as 4.5 million bags off the 70 million bags projection for next year's exports. However, the full impact is not going to be known until it's evaluated if some of these plants are going to be able to be saved or not. This could potentially lead to some sky-high coffee prices next year. Uh, if the damage is more significant than it appears. It looks like Argentina's soybean oil exports are going to increase, which could potentially drive down international prices pretty significantly. Uh, and this is all due to a new law in the nation that would reduce the volume of soy-based biodiesel blended with regular diesel that is sold locally. Recent industry officials announced this just Monday, July 19th. In a report from Reuters this week, Vladimir Putin's aim to, to decrease food prices throughout Russia could potentially threaten the nation's grain sector. Recently, Putin had to respond to a question on live television about why imported bananas from Ecuador are currently cheaper in Russia than, than domestically produced product, products such as carrots. This, of course, represents issues the country has recently had with inflation. And while the government has taken measures uh, to address the problem, which had included a tax on wheat exports, it still has not apparently done enough, um, even going so far as to cap the retail price on other basic foods. However, Reuters noted that addressing this issue would put, put the Russian president in a tough position, whereas trying to head off the discount, discontent among voters at raising the prices, he would also potentially gravely hurt the Russia's agriculture sector, as farmers have recently been complaining about the new taxes that have been discouraging them from making longer-term investments in their operations. And it should be noted that Russia is the world's top wheat exporter, so 
uh, having fed inflation into other countries has also driven up the cost of their grain. And moving back a little bit closer to home in, U in the U.S., uh, Russia continues to be a theme. As recently, CF Holdings uh, earlier this month filed petitions with the government that requested a countervailing and anti-dumping duty investigations of urea ammonia nitrogen, or UAN, imports from Russia, as well as Trinidad and Tobago. This effort was made to, to hopefully offset the value of dumping or exporters coming to the U.S. at below average or below average value prices and then countervailing the subsidies. CF Holdings is our country's largest UAN producer and claims that other countries have been underpricing their, their products by as much as 430%. They say this is also unfair as over 80% of UAN fertilizer imports specifically come from these three countries. And this of course comes at a bad time as fertilizer prices were already projected to increase by 5% between 2021 and next year. With these potential tariffs that, that CF Holdings is producing, that could go spike up to be a double digit. And speaking about prices and issues in that regard, cattle are declining in weights down a notable four pounds to 859 uh, average dressing weight and national grading percentages are trending lower, with beef slaughter volumes also continue to drop. In fact, they were estimated to have been down 10, by 10,000 this past week. Economists noting these trends are predicting that fed cattle numbers are going to continue going down as the months progress, as the months progress closing out in 2021. And that should catch you up here for this final week in July. Hope you all have a wonderful weekend. This Ag News segment is brought to you by the Herdbook Ag Media. Follow us on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, or our website, the-herdbook.com. Let me know you found out about me here on Moving Iron, and you'll get 20% off your first invoice.